Welcome to the Living Parables Podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through His Word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all the listeners tuning into the show, grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you. And now, let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. I know there has been a gap between the last episode until this point. But I'd like to personally thank you for sticking it out and having patience with me. A couple things to kind of clear the air with. No, this podcast is not done. It's not packing it up and calling it a day. Uh, we have been busy. And by busy, if you recall from the earlier episodes, I mentioned that I am a elementary school teacher, and this is my first year of teaching. So the last month or two of this school year has been a roller coaster at best. And I just wanted to give everything to this podcast. So I couldn't do that fully with the way the school year was ending. So I decided to take a little bit of a break. Didn't mean to, but I, uh, that's what I chose to do. But secondly, I didn't want to read scripture, study it, take notes, and write things down for academic purposes. I don't want to study the Bible as a hobby. I don't want to study it to look for certain pieces of scriptures and think, oh man, the audience is going to love this. I am completely focused on my own sanctification as well as your sanctification. And so at this time, I've been taking a little bit of a break from having the mindset of, I'm going to read the Bible to find the next great podcast episode to write this on. And I just don't think that's okay. So I wanted to take a little bit of a break as well to focus on my own sanctification, my walk with the Lord and I have a lot of great things that God has been placing upon my heart to share with you all. So again, I thank you for your patience. A piece of scripture I want to start with today, and this is a piece of scripture that's very near and dear to my heart. It's who I am. It's my heart to yours. And it's found in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the fifth verse. I want you to listen to this. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants or slaves for Jesus' sake. I'm not preaching myself. I'm not preaching any other person except Jesus Christ as Lord. And I am here as your bondservant, as your slave, for the sake of Christ. I'm here because there's a lot of people out there who are seeking God and sometimes the Bible just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to them. Maybe they've been wrestling with things for years. Maybe there are some questions that they haven't had answered. And so they get frustrated. They get fed up. They, they keep their Bibles closed and they, they shut down. And before you know it, the Bible is collected about an inch of dust, and the last time they talked to God was many, many times ago. 
So we're here to preach Christ. We're here to dig into the word. We're here to uncover spiritual truth, just like in the intro. And that's just not a clever, catchy intro. It's it's truly my heart to you. There's there's nothing that's not on this show that's not authentic. Everything is genuine from the heart. And the only reason why I'm doing this is because I love God. I love Christ. And honestly, I'm trying to fulfill the Great Commission. I'm supposed to make disciples of all people everywhere. And if this is a platform God is wanting me to do this on, then I will certainly do that. And that's why I'm here. But as I have said in the past, we are here for Christ, but we're also here for the new believers in Christ. We're also here for maybe those unbelievers who have heard of the podcast from a friend or even from myself. And for you who are searching for something more, you know deep down in your soul that this is not all there is to life. And you've come to my place because we uncover what this life is all about, and it's all about Christ. And we're also here for the, I call them the veteran Christians, who might have had a trial or two in their lives, probably many trials and severe trials, and they're going through perseverance, and they are in need of a reminder, which we read in Second Peter chapter 1. It's good to have reminders, be reminded of the scriptures. Even myself, and like I've told you before, I've been a Christian since oh, I was 13 years old, so it's twenty about 23 years, which is hard to imagine. And so Jesus is, outside of my family, is the longest relationship I've had with anybody. And he ought to be the most intimate of relationships, which we read about in Matthew chapter 7. So again, today, I just, it's kind of a state of the podcast, uh, where we're at, what we're thinking, where our heart's at. Um, I'll, I'll just be honest with you guys. I am completely focused on my personal sanctification. And so uh, with that, we're going to dive into and go through what is sanctification because I could go back and edit this right now and figure out which episode it was. But in one of the episodes, I said that we're going to do a episode on sanctification at some point. Well, here we are. We're going to go ahead and start a three-part series starting God willing this up and coming week on sanctification. It's called Trust the Process. So sanctification is a process. And uh, the Greek word for sanctification is hagiosmos, which means it's the process of making or becoming holy, set apart, consecration, in holiness. And not just that, advancing in holiness, progressively transformed by the Lord into his likeness. So the advancing in holiness, how does that come about? Well, that comes from the word. You have to dig in the word. You have to get in the word and you have to do what it says. That's the basic, basic 
way you advance in holiness. You do what it says. Everything in here, the instructions, the commands, they're all for our holiness. Although we know that our holiness does not come from our own. It comes from Christ and Christ alone. But we can do something about it because when we are in Christ Jesus, when he is our Lord, Master, and Savior, we are then given the gift of the Holy Spirit who then gives us the power to obey the commandments of God. And not only does he do that, but he also gives us the mind of Christ, which we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. And what was Christ focused on? He was focused on loving God, serving people, obeying the will of God, and he was all about holiness. Because he is holy. And Jesus Christ, having his mind, is a miracle of itself. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. We have a natural functioning mind that cannot fully comprehend what the Bible truly teaches. And so from that point, we have to be reborn of the Spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. And then that from that point, we begin our walk with Him. We're going to stumble in the beginning. You will stumble. These things will not make sense. But I promise you, because I'm a living testimony, I'm a living parable, that at this point in my life, I have a long ways to go still, but I have a good grasp of knowledge, true knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and what it says in the Word of God. That comes from personal study, Bible studies, sermons, you name it. And the biggest thing that I would give credit to is my one-on-one -on -one time with God. That is when you're going to grow the most. And remember, understand that we are not supposed to interpret the Bible with our emotions and our feelings. The Bible is not open for interpretation. The meaning of the scripture is the scripture. The Bible clearly says what it says. There's no, it's not allegorical. It's not hyperbole. It's the scripture is the meaning of the scripture. So, you cannot say, well, this is what I think this means. Or how does this make you feel? We have to get our feelings out of the way. So with that being said, the process of making or becoming holy, set apart, consecration, or advancing in holiness, that is what sanctification is. Now, people ask all the time what the will of God is. And quite frankly, our sanctification is the will of God. So if you want to turn with your Bibles with me, and as you know, if you're with me here and you're listening to this show, you need to have your Bibles open. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. And you probably are going to know what I'm going to say next. Bonus points to you if you can beat me there. 
So, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 says this. For this is the will of God. Pretty straightforward, don't you think? Your sanctification, that is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Verse 5. Not in lustful passions like the Gentiles who do not know God. So, what is the will of God? Our sanctification, our personal holiness, the advancing in holiness. That is his will. And kind of a cross reference here to First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 15. This is what it says. And by the way, if you're turning with me in real time, you're going to get really good at knowing where things are at in the Bible. So 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 says this. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. God's will for us is to be sanctified and his will is to be holy like he is, to be conformed in the image of his son found in Romans chapter 12. So again, his will is for our sanctification. A lot of people, what's God's will for me? What's God's will for me? They, I don't know what it is. Help me understand it. Well, there are many places in the Bible where it says the will of God is this, which a little bit of a spoiler alert here, God willing, in the upcoming weeks, we're going to be doing an episode about the will of God. So you're going to want to tune into that. So when we are discussing sanctification, we need to understand that sanctification can be thought of in three categories, positional, progressive, and perfected. Positional is just another way of saying, what is our position? What is our standing with God? Believers are set apart and declared holy instantaneously through faith in Christ. This righteousness is not of our own merit or the things that we do. Rather, it involves putting our sins all upon Christ and then Christ imparting his righteousness to us. In which you probably know where I'm going to go with this. 2 Corinthians 5.21 he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. That, my friends, is justification. And that's all positional sanctification means. It's justification. By this, God is the just and justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. We are freed from sin, and now we are a slave to righteousness. Number two progressive sanctification. This has to do with a believer's walk. This is after we've put our trust and faith in Christ, after we have been baptized into a water grave of baptism, we begin our walk with the Lord. Believers are given a new mind, a new heart, and a new spirit, which we know that is found in Ezekiel, the 36th chapter. But, we are then brought closer to the likeness of Christ through obedience to God's word by the powerful work of the Holy Spirit. The believer is now able to live a life that is over time 
conform to the image of God's Son. Piece of scripture I want to show you right now, and it just speaks volumes to me right now. It's found in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 17 through 18. Listen to this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Did you catch that? We are being transformed into the same image of His Son from glory to glory. So we start as infant baby Christians. We get the milk and we start to grow. Well, if you know anything about babies, I've had four, they are on milk for just a little while. And then they're on to the beginner foods. Then they start getting to the good stuff. They start getting to the meat. They start digging in to the stake of the word, if you if you will. So we go from glory to glory, and that's what that means. We go in our process of sanctification progressively as we as we go throughout the years. We start growing in holiness. Our desires become more of what God wills for us. We take a very, very high interest in personal holiness. We completely revile the sinful nature. We understand fully what it means that Jesus died on the cross and what our sins cost and what they what they do in our relationship towards God. There's an ongoing brokenness of our sinfulness. And that's just that's just a piece of it. But we go from glory to glory. So we increase in holiness and obedience to the will of God. We become more like Christ every day. That is the goal. This isn't instantaneous, just like it was with positional holiness. We will never fully overcome sin until we are glorified in heaven by God's power. Progressive is, is from new birth, our spiritual new birth, found in John 3, to our physical bodily death. And then when we are in heaven, we will be glorified. We'll be given a new heavenly body that will never perish and will be in power. What you have to also understand about progressive sanctification is that it is a marathon. It is not a sprint. That is the biggest takeaway. Let's go now to perfected sanctification, which is another term for glorification. I want to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. So go ahead and turn with me there. And as you're going there, take take to heart for what I just said just a, just a few seconds ago. We will never be completely done away with sin. Romans chapter 7 clearly outlines 
the struggle against the flesh, the, the desires of the sinful nature. They are at war with our spirit constantly. And that will not be perfected until we are either taken up to heaven or our time on this earth is over and we pass on and are in the presence of God Almighty himself. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 through 24, this is what it says. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. He is faithful. He is true. And these words in this book are not man-made. They're not devised by a human will, but by a perfect, a perfect, holy, righteous God who will not just sanctify us, sanctify us entirely. And he will, with our spirit, soul, body, he'll preserve it completely, making us without blame. That is the goal. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 4, I've been in a lot of Colossians lately, Philippians. Corinthians, Romans. I've been there quite a bit, actually. So, Colossians 3, 4 says this, When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Listen to that first part one more time. When Christ, comma, who is our life? Is he your life? Let me ask you something right now. What or who is your life right now? Is it yourself? Is it your career? Is it your kids? Is it your spouse? Is it your hobby? I'm a huge fan of basketball. And one of the sayings is ball is life. I'm not sure if that's a saying anymore, but when I was... In, in my playing days, that's what was said. Ball is life. So basketball is life all the time, almost 24 hours a day. Is that your life? Are your kids your whole life? Is your spouse your whole life? Is your career your whole life? If the answer to any one of those questions is yes, we have a problem on our hands. That's called idolatry. There is nothing wrong with loving your kids. There's nothing wrong with putting spouses and even your kids. Again, those are the two main examples. There's nothing wrong with putting them above yourself, with loving them with all your heart. There's nothing wrong with that. But they cannot take first place over the rightful place of Jesus Christ. He has to be first. He has to be the center. Because in Colossians, we're, we're in Colossians. I'm going to jump back one, uh, actually two chapters here to verse 17. So Colossians 1, 17, listen to this. He is before all things. 
Well, what does that mean? He's before your family. He's before your job. He's before yourself. He's before anything in this entire world. He's before it all. He has to be. And in him, all things hold together. My family's been through the ringer a time or two. We've been through hard times. Christ has always been the center and Christ has always held us together. How many people nowadays are just quitting on other people? Marriages, five, six, seven, ten years, calling it quits for no reason. Just I'm just done. The, and the reason why that is, well, first off, is because of sin. Uh, sin is a very, very ugly disease, and we, and we know in Jeremiah chapter seventeen, verse nine, the heart above all things is deceitful and is desperately sick. That's why we need to first off put on the full armor of God. Uh, again, hint, hint that that's coming soon. But the other thing is this. We need to be completely focused on our sanctification and we need to be focused on Christ and Christ alone. If he is on the throne, if he is your Lord, Master and Savior and you are spirit filled and your spirit controlled, he will hold you and your family together. That is a promise. So let's go to 1 John 3 2. 1 John 3 2. By the way, 1 John is just another amazing, amazing book. If you want to see if you are truly in the Lord and you're truly following him, I would strongly recommend reading 1 John all the way through, only five chapters, and that is a good testing ground. So 1 John 3, 2, this is what it says. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. So when he comes or when we pass on, we will be like him, glorified, eternal, and perfect. That is a joy. So in perfected sanctification or glorification, this is the final part of the sanctification process. We talked a little bit ago about Romans, the seventh chapter, specifically in verses 14 through 25. It's called the subtitle or the heading in my Bible is called the conflict of two natures. And upon being sanctified from unbeliever to believer, the war we wage within is always going to occur until we reach this point of glorification. The wonderful assurance the believer has under the sovereignty of God is that he is in control of all things. Every aspect of our lives in him is for our sanctification. And once our purpose on this earth is accomplished according to his will, we will be taken to be with him and our, and our glorified heavenly bodies will be given to us. And we've talked about that several times on this show, which you can find that in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. And as much as I enjoy talking and learning about what we get when we get to heaven, Christ is the only reason 
and ought to be our only desire that we have. Paul says in Philippians 1.23, it says, Having a desire to depart and be with Christ, not talking about what he's going to get, his new heavenly body, his treasures stored up in heaven, no crowns, no rewards, only Christ in Christ alone. He is our desire. He is our focus. He is our reward. He is our hope and he is our glory. So I hope you join me in this new three-part series. With the world in its current state, we must be ready and on the alert. We are called to be holy and to keep in step with the Spirit. Sanctification is vital to our salvation and the Trinity all work for our sanctification. So, God willing, next week we're going to start the new three-part series called Sanctification, Trust the Process, in which we'll start with the first of the three categories, which is positional. Then the following week, it'll be progressive and finally perfected, which I know we touched a little on these today, but we're going to go in more depth, and that's what we do here. We don't just do surface-level teaching, surface-level preaching, whatever you want to call it. We are digging deep to find what God is truly trying to tell us in that, more importantly, how to be conformed to the image of his son. That's the goal. That's the focus. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me here. I thank you so much for being steadfast in the faith. We are living in some crazy times, aren't we? But our hope in Christ is going to get us through. The promise of eternal life in his son makes us smile when the hard times come. So thank you again for sticking with me, for having patience through this time of waiting. And I appreciate that patience very much. I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And until next time, brothers and sisters, God bless you all.